You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome to another edition, another episode of the Drive Time Show here on the Voice of Islam Radio. Today is Wednesday, the 12th of October 2022, with your usual Wednesday afternoon Drive Time Show presenters, myself, Shahjil Ahmed, and also Dr. Tariq Bajwa, and also Anika Rahman uh, as well. Gen- gentlemen, how are, you, how, how are you doing this afternoon? Alhamdulillah. Uh all glory to God Almighty. Uh, we are very well and uh, actually looking forward to today's uh, program because uh, I think it's uh, close to everybody's heart. Absolutely. Particularly, uh, I think the, the way an Ahmadi Muslim remembers mm. Allah, our Creator, um, there is hardly any concept of um, um, remembering God in that particular way, what the promised Messiah, the holy founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community has explained mm. and uh, created a love uh, for uh, for God. Um, so we are, we are lucky that we have that clear concept Absolutely. of a living God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Nick, how, how are you doing this afternoon as well? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you very much. Um, indeed, the topic, uh, you know, Today's topic is very important for everybody's life. And actually, this is our purpose uh, of coming in this life to ultimately attain, you know, the love of Allah, the Almighty, and which is, can only be attained through the remembrance of Allah. And uh, there are many things going around us. We are seeking peace. We do so many things. But the reality is, as God has mentioned in the Holy Quran, that true peace comes through the remembrance of Allah, the Almighty. And definitely that we'll be discussing today. I mean, the, the, it's just it's, it's a broad subject that we're going to be speaking about uh, the remembrance of God. Um, you know, when when I say broad topic, um, it's not as simple as people may think. Like you know, you just mm. remember, you just remember God, and, and and that's it. But there's different things which are you know linked towards this as well. There's different characteristics, different methods of uh, of dhikr, dhikr being the the remembrance of God. Um, you know, there's there's misunderstandings. Uh, about zikr as well about the remembrance of God you know different people have different ways uh, of remembering God but um, there are some uh, you know some so some misunderstandings as well which also come into the way which need to be addressed also there are some precautions and proper times um, for for remembering God as well um, also, you know, we we I mean, th- there's so many there's so many different avenues that we can actually go into and talk about, and get into you know the the nitty gritties and the intricacies about this uh, particular topic because it, it is it is a vast topic as well. Um, on our Instagram on our Instagram handle uh, today at Voice of Islam UK, um, we are asking a question, um, and we we would definitely like your responses. Your comments on that one as well. The question, I mean, no, it's not a question; it's a statement. I love God because, and then uh, whatever your responses are, 
um, give your responses as well as we would uh, you know we like to hear from from you guys as well some of the res- some of the people who have responded is that he's he's got my back and he's my best friend uh, someone else has said that he has given me more than I will ever need he is the creator and the only one uh, and only one worthy of worship he listens accepts and give he is the most powerful and all-knowing um someone else has said uh, god is the greatest allah is the greatest allahu akbar his blessings are immense and continuous all praise belongs to allah he understands me the most he is my everything and he is the al-wudud and al-shakur and he is the most merciful al-wudud being you know the one who the one who loves uh, the most and al-shakur being the one who you know is, who has who is favorable who is favorable among amongst his people as well he is gracious he is the most gracious and ever merciful as well these are just some of the responses which people have uh, have actually done on our instagram handle at voice of islam uk but i love god you love god because and give us your uh, your comments there uh, as well um as as mentioned remembrance of allah uh, in arabic you know as we just said is zikr lahi or you know that's actually in urdu but dhikr means uh, in Arabic it means a remembrance, and is one of the one, you know one of great importance both to ourselves personally and to the state of uh, the global community as well. And we will link that um, how you know how establishing peace within, um, being in a state of uh, you know in a peaceful state, um, that can actually lead to international peace on a wider community as well and not only is it important to remember god and pray to him you know for you know as you as you just mentioned as well that the situation which you know the world situation which we are actually pushing towards is also a tool for us to attain uh, all sorts of success and overcome any obstacle or sickness which can uh, which can over which can overtake or overcome us you know for our individual and communal advancements is crucial that we remember god almighty there's a saying of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that uh, that uh, stating that the Holy Prophet enjoyed that the uh, illustration of one who remembers Allah and one who does not remember God Almighty or Allah Almighty is the, is the same as the living and the one who is dead. And he commanded to remember Allah abundantly and said that the remembrance of Allah is like taking refuge in a fortress from any sort of uh, adversary. So this is uh, this was one of the sayings of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And there's a say, there's a there's a verse of the Holy Quran, uh, in, in chapter twenty nine, verse forty six, where Allah the Almighty Himself has said that, and the remembrance of Allah indeed is the greatest virtue. So this is you know this is, this is actually this is something that should not be be taken lightly. And as we mentioned before, that it's not just as simple as just remembering God. It's about you know, implementing, uh, implementing that as well. There's no, it's not good to 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 just pray and not do anything good in in return. Mm. But you need to fulfill the rights of God and, of course, mankind at the same time as well. Yeah. So when we look in the society, we see that many people are basically, <coughs> you know, they are gone away from Allah the Almighty, mm. and they are not remembering as they should be doing it, and they are, you know busy in doing different things, doing businesses, doing, uh, you know, sitting on the phones, uh, just uh, using social medias for a whole day and indulge themselves, various other things. Mm. But they, they basically, very, very few number of people we can count, they are actually, 
you know, truly remember Allah the Almighty and they are fulfilling what, what God wants from us. Hmm. And uh, one thing they are trying to gain from other means, basically, is peace. You know, it's uh, they want to be relaxed, they want to enjoy. But the in, in, at the end, the conclusion, basically, they don't get what they are looking for from those things. Hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a verse uh, where Allah Ta'ala says that we glean that remembrance of Allah is greater than all matters and loftier than all forms of worship. Hmm. Anything we are doing, any means we are using, ultimately, through the remembrance of God, through, you know, looking for Him, searching for Him, and doing whatever we're doing for Him, ultimately gives, you know, the peace. And, uh, you know, His Holiness, Worldwide Head of Ahmadiyya Muslim Community, elucidated in his uh, Friday sermon on November 28, 2003, hmm. on this subject by citing an extract from the writings of the Promised Messiah, may Allah please with him, he said, that spending one's day and night abiding the taqwa, which is righteousness, and remark that there are many late evening sources of amusement in the so-called civilized world of today that keep one away from rem- remembrance of Allah. Hmm. And then Ahmadi should keep away from them. These pursuits can never bring inner peace, although in the material world much is promoted through lavish advertisement to bring 100% satisfaction. Yet it is Allah's guarantee mm. that it is His sincere remembrance that bring peace and tranquility of mind as stated in, in, in the Holy Quran in many verses. Mm. So that's what we, uh, we should look forward to. That's what we need to understand, especially in this day and age, what's been happening around the world, what you know, the people are doing what society is heading towards. Ultimately, the time they will understand the, the true remembrance and, you know, following the commandments of God Almighty bring, can bring, you know, peace within the society and within ourselves. And by remembering God Almighty and doing things for Him and have create love in, in one another, then definitely we can bring peace in the society and in the inner world. Mm. And that can only be achieved through the remembrance of Allah. Mm. I mean, that is one of the goals as well, isn't it? To to attain sure. uh, not just personal or individual peace, but peace on a on a, on a wider scale, on an international scale, uh, as well. Um, let's move the conversation on further with uh, with our first guest of the afternoon, Imam Noor Hadi, who is a missionary of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community. Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you. Good afternoon, and welcome to the show. Wa for having me on. Allah, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. Now, today we've we've been discussing the importance of uh, of remembering God um, or performing dhikr. And in a Friday sermon, His Holiness, the the worldwide head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, may Allah be his helper, said that it was important for the state of the world as well as for the individual to actually do this and uh, and, and achieve this. Can you just, for the benefit of our listeners, elaborate a little bit more on how dhikr or remembrance of God is related to improving the conditions of, you know, international and global yeah. affairs? Yeah. Yeah. So just like as you guys were discussing earlier, um, to understand, you know, the whole concept of dhikr or remembrance of Allah um, and how it can play a crucial part in actually de- improving the whole global state of affairs. Um, I think as Muslims who do it regularly, it's I think it's a duty for us actually to present it to the world, because one of the final reasons for the unrest in the world is I think due to man and humanity at large at this moment of time forgetting their Creator hmm. and forgetting that source that brings us all together, irrespective of culture or race. 
And this, in fact, is something that humans, I think, inherently are born with and are naturally born with. Um, you know, Allah the Almighty actually describes us as human beings in, in the Holy Quran. He describes us in various ways, but one of them is that he calls us al-insan. And that basically means it's a person or something who forgets their place with God or forgets that they are accountable to him and um, that they hold a relationship with him. So, you know, interestingly enough, Allah the Almighty actually describes our ancient father, um, Hazrat Adam, Hazrat Adam, um, may Allah be pleased with him, mm. um, by saying that, وَلَقَدْ أَحِدْنَا إِلَىٰ آدَمَ مِنْ قَبْلُ فَنَسْيَةً وَلَمْ نَجِدْ لَهُ أَزْمًا That, you know, we made a deal with Adam, um, and we made a covenant with him, that if he was to maintain his relations and obligations to me, i.e. to God, um, he would have been given paradise, but he forgot that promise, and he forgot to remember God. Mm. And Allah states that he did not find it, mankind or humanity to have that perseverance in them to develop that remembrance of him. So what I'm trying to say is that it's our natural deficiency as human beings to forget. And that is where I think zikr or remembering Allah plays a huge role. Because remembering Allah as much as we can reminds us of not only our duties towards Allah, but by doing our remembrance of Allah or by remembering Allah to be also actually um, fulfill our duties to one another because as having that feeling of being answerable to let's say a higher being or like a father figure it creates it, it automatically creates a sense of respect and love for each other that you know we're already seeing around us wherever we go you know you sit on the news and you see this war happening this oppression happening here but if we were to have this constant remembrance that, you know, we're answerable some, to someone who's created us all or is like a father figure to all of us, um, that lack of respect would immediately disappear. And then this goes back to the whole um, question that you actually mentioned, His Holiness, Husband Mirza Masur Ahmad, that, you know, if we remember God, God Himself promises to actually take away all the distress and unrest that we see in the world. Now, we we mentioned this as well, what His Holiness has mentioned, and uh, when we talk about dhikr or remembrance of God uh, in Islam, there are so many different ways and methods of uh, of remembering God. The question is, is that what is the significance of uh, of different types of prayers, such as you know optional prayers, and the and the remembrance of God? Because some people may you know they may argue that. Muslims already set aside five times a day to yeah. to to remember God. So how, yeah. how 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 is that any difference then? Yeah. So I think you know this question literally stems from not knowing the true benefit of something. Um, for example, same way someone who, if they knew they could win the lottery, just by doing so and so, you can probably imagine how much effort they will put into it. I think then this question also stems from what's the point doing extra voluntary prayers or let's say. The Arabic term would be nawafil. What's the point doing nawafil if we're already doing our five obligatory prayers? Um, but this goes back to the fact that as Muslims, we believe that you know our primary purpose is actually to worship Allah and make a relationship with Him. But to do this, we have been, as you mentioned, been given obligatory prayers that we must perform. However, with the, you know everything that goes on in life, all the hustle and bustle and you know, sometimes this one happens or that happens, mm. uh, it causes us to become lazy and it, it might cause us to have some lack in our compulsory worship or the obligatory worship that you mentioned. And the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, actually taught us then to do voluntary acts of worship to compensate for any of the laziness on our behalf or places where, you know, due to whatever reason, we weren't able to do full justice to the prayers that we were meant to do. So 
you know, we can find an example of this um, during the lifetime of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, actually, where he watched a Muslim pray his obligatory prayers, um, or the five daily prayers. One of them, he was actually praying them. And uh, when he finished, the Holy Prophet told him, or peace be upon him, told him, can you repeat your prayer? He prayed again, and then the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said, can you repeat your prayers again? Hmm. And at the end, the person asked him, why did you make me repeat my prayers so much? And the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said that, you know, you weren't praying them correctly, and um, they weren't being accepted in the sight of God. So to avoid this, we've been given, you know, no often to make up for our own shortcomings. And to be honest, it's just another chance for us to go even closer to Allah. As, you know, a person who's tasted the sweetness of faith, um, he would probably agree, or you guys in the studio would agree, that once you've tasted the sweetness of faith, once you have it, you just want it more and more and more. And Absolutely. Allah gives us that opportunity to do more and more. So we're not limited to, let's say, um, you know, just one Sunday Mass. You know, as Muslims, we're given the opportunity to um, get close to God more and more and more every day. So, um, you know, just like the Holy Prophet once said that, um, you know, my servant, um, when he offers the Nawashul prayer, um, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said that, you know, that, you know, and when my servant offers the Nawafil, he becomes so close to me that I begin to love him. And then the Hadith goes on to say that when the when uh, when my servant or when the creation actually go out their own way to do more and more um, voluntary acts of worship, um, it's so much so that we, Allah Ta'ala becomes, or God Almighty becomes their hands and feet and become one with that person. So it's something that's really, really dear to God Almighty. And just doing the basics, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't compensate for, um, and I, you can see this in, in the day-to-day lives as well. So for example, if someone goes to the gym, and you tell him to just do follow one regime. He would he would never compare to a person who wakes up five a.m. in the morning, has this so and so diet, or has this regime. Right? There's like they're levels apart. So that's exactly the same thing when it comes to ordinary worship or obligatory worship, and then adding on your superlative or voluntary act of worship as well. Very very beautifully put there. Um, now, just leading on from that as well, there's an incident of a man who, you know, who himself was was not performing dhikr, but he wasn't remembering God. But those people who were around him, you know, gathered gathered in that sort of meeting or that mm-hmm. that sitting, they yeah. were they were remembering God. But yeah. even but that that person wasn't. But God Almighty still decreed that that person would get you know get the same you know get the same reward. Now, how is that? How is that possible then? Someone who's yeah. just simply next to those people sitting in that gathering, how can yeah. he also benefit from the same sort of reward? I mean, yeah, this this whole story or this whole account is actually really heartwarming. And uh, when you read the full story of the conversation between Allah and his angels and how Allah would ask his angels um, what the people have gathered, gathered for, just like you mentioned, um, I don't know how much context there is already upon this, but it's just goes to say that um, there was a gathering of people and Allah Ta'ala actually asked the angels why they gathered for. And um, angels would respond by saying that they are remembering you, O Allah. And here, Islam teaches us that when people gather to remember Allah, the angels literally encompass that area and shade those people in God's mercy. Like, so much so that it goes back to your question. And it's also the same question that the angels actually asked Allah. Um, you know, in that hadith, it says that the angels actually asked Allah by saying, Ya Allah, so-and-so person was not here for your remembrance. Like, he was literally just passing by or a mm. friend or family just dragged him along. Mm. Um, so, are the, uh, is he, uh, is he well, what's, what's going on with him? He's not here for that intention. 
Um, and then Allah says to these group of people, La yashka bihim jarisun, that meaning the one who sits amongst them, or even just is just in their presence, he will also not be deprived of my mercy. So the mercy of Allah would cover the whole gathering of people and not exclude anyone. And that's why I would emphasize actually that as much as you know we benefit from online stuff, online classes, online meetings and stuff like that, um, it's so beneficial that online viewing, I don't think would ever be on-site blessings, if that makes sense. Because um, we're being taught in Islam that whenever people gather for to remember Allah, actually, um, angels literally flock to that area and pray to Allah or inform Allah them, uh, themselves, saying that, you know, so-and-so people have gathered together just for your sake. And then Allah Ta'ala says, you know what, forgive all of them. And I think that's something that even if we have no knowledge of Islam or we have no, we are, we're not that sincere in our prayers, we should make benefit from and try to go to those um, sessions or get-togethers, right, just to get that blessing. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, talking about, you know, everyday sort of uh, scenarios, realistically, how can we sort of engage in zikr during the day? You know, for example, if we're at work or if we're in school, sometimes, you know, we're running errands, um, you know, with our children. What, what what can we actually do to, is there any guideline or any mm. any commandment like that? Well, so do you, um, you know, we need to remember what the true essence of zikr is. And I, I know it's really easy to fall into those um, guidelines where it says, do this 30 times, do this that much. And yes, there's blessings in that. But I think this question would be better answered by a person who's been in love and he'll probably be able to, you know, elaborate on it more better than I could or a person who's like properly infatuated, right? He could tell you that what this is. And it's that feeling between a person who loves someone and their beloved, what Allah Ta'ala actually adores. So, for example, if you speak to someone who loves someone or is dear to them, regardless if they are in school, work, or any other engagement, their main thought and focus or concentration throughout the whole day remains upon the person that they claim to love, right? Mm. And in that essence is what Zikr-e-Lahi truly is, is to always keep Allah in your mind as a person that you love. So before every action, you think, oh, you know, if I do this so and so, would Allah Ta'ala be happy with me or be upset with me? Same for way, for example, if someone was to do something, um, let's say for a, a little child, right? Um, I recently had a child and um, I see how, uh, how how close that child is to the mother that <coughs> before doing anything, it thinks twice or three times um, how would the mother feel, right? Mm. So it's, that's the same thing. The zikr lahi literally stems from the fact that the same way... Um, Allah, we keep Allah in our minds and remember His favors upon us, just like a child loves his mother, right? And um, Allah says Himself that I, my, I think of my servant as He thinks of me. And there's actually a famous hadith that uh, Allah Taala says that when a person thinks of me, I am with him and he remembers me. And if he remembers me in a gathering, then I remember him in a larger gathering. Mm. And that if I step towards, if he steps towards me, I, if he steps towards Allah Taala, then Allah Taala runs towards him. So the whole concept of zikr is, you know, such a beautiful love story between man and his maker. Mm. And it's something I think we can all benefit from so easily and see the results of it in this very life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very beautifully and eloquently uh, put there. Um, thank you so much uh, for joining us and enlightening us with uh, with this, uh, you know, with, with all of this expertise and your knowledge. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, peace be upon you. Uh, Jazakallah, Jazakallah for having me on. 
Thank you. You know, as uh, <coughs> Imam Nur Hadi was mentioning about the importance, in essence, of uh, you know the remembrance of zikr lahi. Mm. You know, uh, we need to understand what are the means. Of course, he has mentioned the remembrance of Allah. There are there are many means one can attain. One can, uh, you know, towards they can remember God Almighty. But the very fundamental thing is salat, is to pray to God Almighty five times a day. You know, as uh, he given the example of uh, a lover, you know, uh, somebody, if somebody loves somebody, someone, he doesn't, you know, remember him once in a week or once in a day. Every day, mm. every minute of the day, he's, you know, thinking about that person somewhere is in the mind and he's thinking about it. Mm. Similarly, you know, when a true remembrance of God is to basically always remember Allah the Almighty. And that's why, you know, in Islam it is mm. preferred that we should be praying five times a day so we can remember God as much as we can. If we are not basically, you know, uh, you know, remembering God Almighty in a way, like, you know, if someone has a beautiful, you know, facial features, but has deformed eyes, ears or nose, mm. so will he be called handsome? Yeah. No, he won't. Yeah. So similarly, you know, the means which are there to remember of remembrance of God, we have to attain all those means so we can fulfill, you know, uh, or we can attain a to spiritualness which comes through all those means through which we can remember God Almighty. Mm. And similarly, you know, if somebody is wearing, you know, a good suit, tie, shirt, and uh, if his shoes is missing, mm. that means something is missing, he's not fully ready to go anywhere. Yeah. Similarly, if we are remembering God Almighty here and there, but not, uh, you know, performing prayers and remembering God Almighty through other means, if any mean is missing, basically, we are not fully prepared and what we are not fully trying, you know, to achieve uh, the spiritualness which comes or the love which comes through the remembrance of Allah, the Almighty. You know, sometimes uh, people are, you know, they may say that they, they, they are praying, mm. but their prayer is as if they're just doing some sort of exercise or mm. yoga. Yeah, true. And they're not actually praying with the true essence of the of the prayer, isn't it? Dr. what do you think about about this one? Yeah, I think uh, remembrance is about love. Mm. Um, as yeah. uh, Anik, Imam Anik just mentioned that, uh, you know, um, if some some names are like uh, uttered before you mm. and if somebody um, is naming your brother's or sister's name, you know, your attitude towards, you know, that that name is that because you connect that name mm. to somebody True. who you love, uh, so there is a relationship, and mm. uh, and uh, you have you can have both negative and positive feelings because you have met somebody who was not nice to you, and when somebody uh, you know Mentions introduces that, that this is my name, you're so already you just look at <laughs> that. So you already have something in yeah. your mind. So the thing is that uh, <clears throat> when somebody mentions Allah. What does it uh, create in your mind? What sorts of thoughts come to your mind? Um, is it somebody who is, a, God forbid, a monster that you fear him mm. and you run away from him? and mm. you, uh, Or uh, uh, is that somebody who is like, uh, like a mother? I think mother is the closest example you can give. If, you, you know, if you're talking of a mother, you know, it, it, it is something which is universal that, you know, when you are you are talking about mother, everybody feels or thinks about his own mother, mm -hmm. and he has a, a thoughts of love and uh, you know that kind of relationship where you see that 
uh, this is somebody uh, who loves me and uh, I love that person. <clears throat> and in that kind of love, what you think is that this is a person who can only give me and does not expect anything out of me in return yeah in return yeah. and this is this is the same thing with, with with god almighty that he is the one who is the giver mm. you know you can't give mm. him anything because you are not in anything. a position yeah. to give anything exactly. Exactly. Uh, just like a child cannot give uh, you know what maybe you can still hope with a child that when he grows up maybe he will return some of the things but mother doesn't think of that and yeah. and in the same way with god one cannot think of that at all so um, uh, you mentioned that the very first thing is about Salat, that you, when you remembrance of Allah, although the uh, God Almighty has mentioned the Holy Quran at uh, multiple places where he mentions uh, God uh, to be remembered other than the, the prayers. True. But, uh, uh, you know, talking about uh, prayers, um, when you read, you know, when you start the prayers, you know, you start with uh, having an intention that you are standing before Good somebody Lord. and uh, and uh, you know with the intention that somebody who has created this you know the the whole world the the the, uh, the heavens and the earth so so that you have that concept comes to your mind that i am standing before somebody who is not something small Mm. who is not something uh, who is not aware of you mm. who is something who has created the whole world and uh, so so your concept of his greatness comes to your mind and the next thing you say allahu akbar that's the you realize that he is the greatest he is he's great but then as <coughs> you uh, travel along in this journey every movement you make and that's a very subtle point and has a Khalifa al-Masih Rabi the fourth caliph of the the Ahmadiyya community Hazrat Mirza Tahir Ahmad may Allah be pleased with him he was um, he was great he has explained that you know because you are going nearer to God and he gave a beautiful example that you know you have seen a mountain from a far distance and the first time you see oh you say oh it's it's big it's huge mm. it's great mm. and uh, as you go nearer to it Every time you say, oh, it is big, mm. uh, it's, it's very high, it's tall. It's, so your concept or your, uh, your mind, what it is perceiving about this is changing every time. Every time you move closer to it. So every movement reminds you that you are getting closer to God Almighty. Mm. So every time you say with a different uh, concept of God in your mind, because you're getting closer to him. And you are thinking about his attributes, and that is what makes you think. Because when you are remembering God, then you have to think about, you know, uh, you immediately the character comes in front of you. Mm. What kind of God it is that mm. I'm talking about. And then you start, we say, we, you say that one, you shun everything away. And then you say that I, I start with the name of the one who is two attributes which are reminded in, in, in mm. prayer when you stand up. And when you say Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, that in the name of Allah, the mm. benevolent and the most merciful. Yes. So these two characters, when you remember, you 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 know, when you think about somebody and and think of love, and the promised Messiah, the holy founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, may peace be on him, he has uh, explained that two things can attract you. Hmm. Yeah, one is beauty. beauty yeah. Somebody's beauty, somebody's beautiful, you will be attracted to him. Mm. That is in your nature. Yeah. 
and god says that why it is in your nature he has explained that because allah is beautiful and he, allah loves he likes beauty. beautiful things yeah. so you have exactly. you have been created on his nature and that is why you can't do without you you have to you are attracted to beauty that is in True. your nature hmm. so so god almighty is the most beautiful thing now many people don't understand you know how can god be beautiful and how can we appreciate we can't see him hmm. the thing is that if you look at a beautiful painting Mm. You know, you go and visit Paris, and you go to this uh, Louvre, and you see this uh, <laughs> Mona Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you appreciate the uh, these painting, yeah. what are you appreciating? You are appreciating the one who has made it. Yeah, true. You because this is this is a painting. This is the Somebody work has of the painter. It. Exactly. In fact, when you say it's very beautiful, you are uh, you are actually uh, praising mm. the one who has created it. So every beauty you see around you. you know some some human being who is beautiful who has got all the balance in his body who a beautiful face uh, and and the promise was on on whom we peace i mean i can go on and on on <laughs> this but he has explained both aspects and i'll go into a bit of detail in that that he he explains the beauty of god when he remembers god he he says chashme maste har hasi har dam dikhati hai tujhe हाथ है तेरी तरफ हर गेसुए खमदार का दैट दीज इंटॉक्सिकेटेड आईज ओके ऑफ एवरी ब्यूटिफुल दे आर एक्चुअली शोइंग यू शोइंग यू एंड दिस कर्ल ऑफ ऑफ द बिलवेड इज एक्चुअली दिस कर्ल इज लाइक अ फिंगर पॉइंटिंग टूवर्ड्स यू वेन यू लुक एट द ब्यूटी ऑफ अ पर्सन हु हैज you know curly hair with a with a lock of hair uh, curling around mm. and, and 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 you see and the beautiful eyes they actually are reminding of you love mm. uh, and and he says uh, everywhere you have you have the uh, opportunity to see god through these things you can see god because you can see his beauty and you can appreciate it so that is fun so when you when you are going on a on a road you look at the beautiful trees the colors changing in autumn the beautiful flowers sometimes um and it is not limited it's you see uh, it's limitless i mean wherever you look wherever you, you, know, you look. must have seen that on the on the ge- geographic uh, programs uh, you know mm. uh, you can geographic. appreciate the beauty of god because it's the creator who's beautiful and here sometimes a question arises oh uh, but why why is there uh, ugliness why is there <coughs> this uh, that that ugliness is because if there is no darkness you can't appreciate the light hmm. so ugliness is there just to, so <coughs> that you can appreciate the, appreciate the beauty so you appreciate the beauty of the creator and that attracts you towards him hmm. how beautiful he is exactly and then you look at yourself how god has created me and you are mm. so beautiful so this is the thing this is the first factor and you can you know merge yourself deep into you know when you say um, you know in the in the prayers when you say uh, uh, subhanallah subhanakallah allah is you know glory uh, to, to allah, yeah. to mm. allah then then you appreciate that you know he's spotless nobody can point any deficiency anywhere Uh, in in the creator whatever he has made is so beautiful mm. and the ecological systems he has made and the the balance in your body how god has created uh, uh, and you can see you know your your kidney you say that the kidney is such a sieve that it can it has a brain of its own it decides which thing has to be filtered and which which is to be retained and not and and, and so you're you not able to so uh, so the thing is this goes on and on 
and and that is just one factor I'm talking about that the beauty which attracts and the beauty of God Almighty is that he's unique there's nobody like him and mm. he is all-powerful and he is the one who can do whatever he likes and you can ask him anything mm. there's no limit okay and so so he is obviously this is one thing which attracts you if somebody you see on even on the way you can remember for many times if somebody is very beautiful you remember oh I saw somebody there mm. but the other thing which is more important and when I was talking about the mother you know with the mother uh, people don't even think of what are like uh, what does she look like Hmm. You know, how are her features? Does she have a big nose or a small nose or uh, big eyes? Or You know, nobody nobody is bothered about that. It is the favor yeah. she does. It's the benevolence. And somebody who has done a favor, you know, you're, you don't look at him, the, what complexion he is, hmm. what height he is, what ha color of hair he is. But if he's done a favor to you, you will you get, get up and stand yeah. up and, uh, you know, give him a reception when he yeah. comes to you. Yeah, but so, you know, talking about uh, this, you know, the, I mean, obviously, Husn and then Ihsan, the benevolence, let's let, let's speak a little bit about it because I know it can get yeah. uh, quite lengthy as well. Yeah. Uh, but it's important to actually talk about it, discuss, uh, it at yeah. the, discuss it at the same time as well. The, Let's, let's speak to our next guest, though, who who is on the line with us, uh, an, Im an imam, a missionary of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Sarmad Naveed, who is the online editor of the Review of Religions. Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Now, w we, talk about, uh, we talk about zikr and different ways of uh, of remembering of remembering God Almighty, different ways of performing zikr as well. However, there are some sort of uh, some innovations which have which have actually come in as well. Now, if people want to sort of gather in groups and remember God, even if it's you know in, in loud voices, isn't isn't the goal to remember God, whether in groups or privately? Is that is that just how it is, or is it just one sort of way to do that, or is, that, can, is there many other ways in which we can perform zikr? I think to start off, it's important to remember that Islam is a religion of simplicity. And sometimes people will overcomplicate things, and people will try to, and this is where we see the innovations coming in these days, where when it comes to something which is supposed to be as simple as remembering God, and there are so many different ways of doing it, but what's happened now is the so-called scholars or the so-called clerics have, in a sense, monopolized and commercialized the remembrance of God to where they will hold large gatherings which are solely for the sake of remembering God. The mosque might be empty when it's time for the five daily prayers, but there will be these outlandish gatherings where there will be shouting and screaming, and it'll all be under the pretense of, oh, well, we've been overtaken by the love of God, and we just need to express our love of God. But what people forget is that, well, the primary way of remembering God is to offer the five daily prayers. If the mosque is empty, if we want to have gatherings, if the mosque is empty for the five daily prayers, but there are these gatherings where there'll be songs and poems and hymns and dancing even these days, we'll see all these viral videos of a bunch of men standing around and just chanting and, you know, dancing at the same time. And this is, quote unquote, the remembrance of God. Mm. And then people will think, well, this is the only way we can do it. And because of, you know, these sorts of trends that have started, 
people will think that the only way to remember God, there's no way to do it on your own. The only way to remember God is if you're in this gathering. And then people will think that unless your body is rising and unless you're dancing and jumping up and down and screaming, that means your level of closeness to God isn't there. But, you know, the reality is, how did the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, how did he remember God? Mm. What does the Holy Quran say about the remembrance of God? Because like I said, these are things which have become so complicated. And we see that as these uh, traditions and these innovations have come within you know, the Muslim world, is when the decline of Muslims gradually started. But, you know, you guys were talking about you know, the beauty of God and uh, the beauty of God's creation. Well, part of the reason why, or not part or, you know, a huge reason why we're remember, remembering God is simply by looking at the beauty of his creation, as you mentioned, where in the Quran, God talks about, you know, the amazing way in which, you know, the heavens and the earth have been created. And then there's the alternation between the night and the day. And these are all things, these are all signs for people of understanding. And who are those people of understanding? They're people who remember God who understanding when they're sitting and when they're lying on their side. Now, this is contrary to this image that is portrayed that the only way you can remember God is, you know, being loud and being, you know, uh, flamboyant and being uh, being extremely expressive and as loud as he possibly can be. But God says that people of understanding are those who even remember him when they're just standing, sitting, or lying on their side. And whether... You know, the remembrance of God can only be done whether in, in, in congregation. Well, we find that in the Quran, when God talks about gathering, the most important gathering uh, in, during the week for Muslims is the, five, is the, Friday, is the Friday prayers, hmm. right? This is when uh, Muslims are especially enjoined to gather uh, for the prayers. And God says that when the prayer is done, you go about your daily lives. But if you want to be successful even in those lives, you need to continuously remember God. Now, this doesn't say that you must leave the mosque and then go to another gathering and remember God there. It's as you're going about your day-to-day life that you constantly remember God. And then what is the result of the remembrance of God? In the Quran, God says that the result of remembering God is contentment of the heart. If you're shouting and you're screaming so that the entire neighborhood is disturbed, who is going to have any sort of contentment of the heart? You're just going to be frustrated. And, and even these momentary passions, hmm. they're not really giving you any sort of contentment of the heart. So when we look at these innovations that have come about today, and then we look at what the actual purpose of remembering God is, you see that there's a pretty big contradiction. And so does this mean that you can't remember God in congregation? You can't have gatherings? where the, you remember God. No, that's not the case either. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said that angels descend upon any gathering where the name of God is being remembered. So how was it? How, what are these gatherings supposed to look like then? If, if there are to be gatherings, what are they supposed to look like? Well, we see from the time of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that sometimes after the prayer, he would sit with his companions and they would just talk. They would talk about the religion, they would talk about God, they would talk about establishing a connection with God. Then you move on to, you know, the most ardent follower of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, who was Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, peace and, uh, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him. He too followed the same practice, where after the prayers, he would sit with his companions, he would sit with, you know, people who would uh, come from far and wide, and he would just talk to them about the faith, talk to them about God. 
in a loving manner, in a dignified manner. And even today, if you look at the Ahmadiyya Muslim community and different events that we hold, each event will start with the recitation of the Holy Quran. Mm. And then there will be various speeches in which, you know, various aspects, whether of, you know, establishing a connection with God, different aspects of the life of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, which was devoted to God. So there are so many different ways of remembering God in a dignified way and in a way which can actually get you that contentment of heart which the remembrance of God is supposed to ultimately lead to. So when we see these, uh, these innovations and when we see the actual purpose of the remembrance of God, there's a clear discrepancy. And like I said, coming back to the first point, remembrance of God is a very simple thing to do. It's something you can do throughout the day. It's something you can do sitting with your friends. It's something you can do when you're completely on your own, you know, as you wake up, as you're about to go to sleep and everything in between. So I think it's important to understand that it's not as complicated as some people might make it seem to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just leading on uh, from the uh, from the as well, we see that some some uh, gatherings, I mean, we know the example of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And we can read those, uh, you know, different traditions uh, as well in different uh, in different literatures. However, we see that in some congregations, some some non uh, some other Muslims as well, they have music. They play music. They play different instruments. They they all sing. Um, sometimes you see them dancing as well uh, in the mosques as well, and you know playing music out loud in the mosques and uh, doing this sort of thing. And uh, they all do this because they say that they are they they are remembering God in, in in this way. Does Islam promote this? Is this allowed in Islam? Well. You know, what I, when I think about this, I wonder that if it's singing um, and dancing that leads to spirituality, hmm. is it only in the spiritual sense that this is done? You know, if you're saying that we're, we're singing to evoke some sort of spirituality, but then there will be worldly songs that will also evoke some sort of passion and some sort of emotion. You see, the reality is that as human beings, we're prone to respond to... Uh, you know, pleasant sounds or something that we find to be pleasant. And it, it will naturally evoke some sort of passion, some sort of emotion out of us, right? This is something which is natural to happen. Mm. But, if, but to say that singing is specific to evoking some sort of spiritual connection, then that not, that's not necessarily accurate to say. You know, in Islam, the purpose of remembrance of God is not a momentary passion. Mm. It's not a momentary, you know... Uh, you're in a specific setting, and it is only in that specific setting that you can evoke the specific emotion, and it is only then that you will remember God. And when you're no longer in that setting, then you're not necessarily thinking about God. This is what happens, you know, with singing, with dancing. These are all momentary passions. These are all momentary uh, times of, you know, evoking some sort of passion or emotion. Islam says that not, there's, you can, there's no sense in attaching one thing and this, for example, singing or dancing, and this is the only way in which you can ev ev evoke these spiritual feelings and, and establish this connection with God. Mm -hmm. Islam says that this connection with God is a very direct connection. There's no intermediate things that you, intermediary things that you need to have, such as singing and dancing. So Islam promotes that direct connection with God. Islam promotes that do not, you don't need to depend on this happening or that happening. Throughout the day, every step you take, you can be remembering God. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's interesting. I, uh, I, once uh, I went to a, a, a Gurdwara, 
Mm. And I went, I went into their main prayer hall, and they had over the speaker, you know, they had their, their uh, you know, recitations being played. Yeah. And it sounded pleasant. It sounded nice. And, you know, I had a, there was a professor who was with me, and I, I asked him, I said, you know, it's, it's easy to see why people might be drawn to something like this. And I said, you know, what, what, what is the equivalent, we could say, in Islam? You know, because uh, it, these natural expressions or, you know, these natural things which will evoke some sort of uh, pleasant feeling. He said, well, in Islam, think about it. We have the call to prayer. We have a call to prayer which, when upon hearing, is to uh, encourage people to come and pray to God. It's not necessarily to say that this is exactly it and this is that form of remembrance of God as spirituality. But it is the declaration, the proclamation of God's name, which promotes then people to come and remember God. And then, even when we're reciting the Holy Quran, God enjoins us to recite the Holy Quran in the most beautiful manner that we possibly can. Because naturally, coming back to the discussion of beauty, when you are speaking of someone who is beautiful, when you are speaking of, of someone who epitomizes beauty, in fact, mm. then you want to do it in the most beautiful way that you can. So exactly. that is the result of that connection with God. It is not the means to get that connection with God. Mm. And that's where Islam I, it, it, it distinguishes uh, between what other, uh, other people might do. I mean, it's the same thing, uh, you know, when people talk about going into some sort of unconscious, unconsciousness and, you know, going to, or they claim that they're going to some sort of trance-like um, being or status or whatever state. Now, all of these innovations, all of these uh, bid'at, are they, can they actually cause more harm um, and distance that person who's performing these these innovations from God as well. Oh, absolutely! You know, the Holy Prophet, uh, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said that every innovation is misguidance, mm. and misguidance leads to the fire. The mm. thing is, we don't need to again overcomplicate things. We have the blueprint given to us by the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, on how to follow the teachings of the Holy Quran and how to establish that connection with God. We're talking about all these, you know, these outlandish ways in which people try to, you know, remember God and try to, uh, you know, these whether they're shouting and screaming, whether they're singing loud. You know, once the, the, the companions of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, they said, Allahu Akbar, that God is the greatest. And they said it in a really loud voice. And the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, that why, what's the reason to be so loud? Why can't you speak softly? The one who you're calling out to isn't deaf, and he's not somewhere distant either. The Holy Quran says that wherever you turn, there you will find God. So God is all around us. Whether we're being loud is not going to reach God any any quicker or any easier. Mm. So it's these simple ways, you know, this is to show how the very simplicity with which we can establish that connection with God, with which we can remember God. And these are the beautiful examples of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that this is possible for everyone to do. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to go out of your way to simply remember God. It's something that you can constantly, this is what we find from the example of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him as well, that he was constantly, wherever he, wherever he was, people would always see him, uh, you know, in constant prayer and constant reflection and constant remembrance of God. So it's a part that we it's a part of our daily lives we can do it in congregation as well yes uh, in congregation as well we can sit with you know our friends we can sit in any gathering we can talk about 
even something as simple as talking about, you know, the wonders of nature or something, you know, amazing that happened or an accept something, you know, acceptance of prayer, whatever the case may be. Talking about these things, which all root back in God and establishing a connection with God, are also ways of remembering God. So we no need to overcomplicate it. And like I said, Islam is a religion of simplicity, and it's in the simpl- simplest forms that we can remember God on a daily basis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very beautifully put there. Um, and I'm sure that the listeners uh, must have benefited from uh, from that as well. Thank you so much. Jazakumullah. And uh, have, a, have a lovely day. Assalamu alaikum. Talking about this, uh, the innovations. Yes. And there are people, you know, there is a certain group of people who, who just sit after the prayers, Isha prayers, particularly, and then the they night prayers. Have, yeah. uh, in rhythm, they they um, uh, you know they uh, repeat the words Allah, Allah, because that's that's what the thing is, the zikr is. Mm. Mm. And uh, obviously, uh, we used to live near a mosque uh, in Pakistan. I'm talking about. And uh, and their sound used to come after Isha, Allah, Allah. Mm. And obviously, when they were in a group, there was a very loud very sound, loud. Mm. Uh, and even the the mic was on as and, and it. So uh, <coughs> uh, I remember one of my my father's friend, um, uh, and he used to preach with with, with quite a, uh, wisdom and you know uh, uh, and knowledge as well. And uh, so he had a friend who was a. Uh, who was a, a, a you can understand like a counselor mm-hmm. and he was a haji he had performed haji. the you know he had visited haji the, uh, the performed the haj so <coughs> he came and and it happened in front of me he said you know he, he met him and said haji sub and and then you know obviously he was shaking hands with him and he said haji sub haji sub when he said like three four times he said you know in sindhi language <laughs> are, are you are you mad what happened you know manan manan what happened and uh, he said oh that's what i wanted you to to say because uh, that's where you are going to. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. God <laughs> listens to you first time. Why do you keep repeating the Killing same his thing? Name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 in a way, you know, he understood the message. Mm. He said, yeah, but you know. He's good. Good. I mean, it's good that he, he understood the message <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, I, mean, th- I mean, there are different uh, innovations as well, you know, which, are, which have actually come in. And this is, why, this is why the promised Messiah upon whom be peace was actually sent as well to, to actually tell us what the true teachings of Islam are, to revive the true teachings of Islam and present them to the world because the world had uh, had forgotten all, the, all of these things. But uh, uh, continue listening to us as we come back after the break. You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text as this is a recording and lines are now closed. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome back to the Drive Time Show here on the Voice of Islam Radio. We're talking about dhikri ilahi, remembrance of, uh, of Allah and uh, various different things which are uh, which are related to this connected to this as well before before the news break we were talking about some innovations which have actually come in uh, into the religion of islam as well and how people are using these innovations to remember god 
But uh, as mentioned by by our previous guest, uh, Imam Salman Naveed, that uh, you know Islam is Islam is a religion of simplicity, a religion of balance. You, we don't go to either either extremes, whether you know to doing too much, you know going into going into dancing and you know shouting out loud, or, or, or you know playing music and instruments and all of these things, and we don't and we don't go to the other extreme as well, which is you know some people just you know just 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 you know go into the go into the jungles and uh, cut off from the world and uh, you know meditate sometimes mm-hmm. and they don't remember, they don't fulfill the rights of god in that sense uh, or fulfill the rights of mankind as well and this is why islam is a religion of peace islam is a religion of of uh, of of balance as well and when this is actually performed uh in its in its best way then we can actually fulfill uh, you know our our duties, as Allah the Almighty mentions, that the purpose of our creation for man and the jinn is that we worship God Almighty. Um, we were talking about uh, you know uh, what the promised Messiah, upon whom be peace, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, has actually stated that there are different things. There are you know there's different ways in which we can actually realize God or or, or actually. Not just God, but it, there's different ways in which we can love someone. One is that if, some, if someone is beautiful, and we talked about that. Well, so, yeah, the other, what was the other thing then in the in the what the Promised Messiah upon whom be peace mentioned? Yeah, n- not only that, uh, you know, he has mentioned, but he's a practical example of practical the, example his of relationship with God Almighty. Definitely. And uh, I would just like to quote that, you know, what he has mentioned, the kind of love he had. Mm. Uh, for for God Almighty, in in one of uh, Persian couplet he has written, he he says, "Darkuye to agar sare ushak raznand, avval kase ke lafet ashuk zanad manam," and it translates as that if the heads of those who are your lovers would be chopped, I would be the first one to raise the slogan of your love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is that kind of that, status yeah. of love yeah. with yeah. God Almighty he had, that he was willing to um, sacrifice his life anytime just to claim that I love God. Mm. So that that kind of so, right. uh, and he has practically also uh, with with his own practice he mm. has told us you know, how your love should be reflected in your actions. actions. The same was done by the his uh, holy master, Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. If you if you look look at him and, and see his confidence, uh, you know, you can see in that incidence where he was resting under a tree, you know, where they were coming back from, from a, a battle, mm. and uh, he was resting under a tree, and somebody came and got hold of his, his sword, sword, which yeah. was hanging yeah. on the tree. And he said that, you know, who is going to save you from me to, uh, today? And he very confidently said, my God, my, God. my Allah. My Allah. Yeah. So such was the confidence in his voice and, uh, you know, that kind of relationship that uh, the person, he, he really thought that there's somebody close to him who is going to come to his help and, and uh, you know, he's, mm. he, uh, I'm, I'm in trouble. Mm. He started shaking. Yeah. 
And after, you know, he was trembling, the, the sword fell out he dropped of his the hand. Sword, yeah. And the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon you, he, he got hold of it. Mm. And he said, now you tell me who, who is going to save, gonna save you. me. <laughs> and he said, oh, you can have mercy on me. And he said, oh, you should have learned from me. <laughs> you should have said, my Allah. My Allah. <laughs> so is that kind, of, uh, that kind of relationship with God Almighty, which we learn from the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, mm. that, uh, you know, for, for, for the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, he, people started saying uh, you know ashika muhammadun rabbahu hmm. that uh, he has he has uh, fallen in love with his god because he would mention all, all the time and yeah. the and the promised messiah the holy founder of the amadi muslim community has mizabulam ahmed al qadiyan uh, on whom we pc he, he has very beautifully stated he said that aadat zikr bhi dalo ke ye mumkin hi nahi Dil mein ho, ishke sanam labbe magar naam. Now, is, I think it's the second caliph who's, who mentioned. I'm not sure about whether uh, it is the uh, second caliph who's uh, in Klam Mahmood. Mm-hmm. He said that it is not possible that you claim that you love somebody and you don't mention him. Uh, yeah. You don't remember him. Yeah. Because if you are in love with somebody, you know, you want to you know, express you all the time without any uh, you know, attention sometimes, yeah. you know, the name will slip out of your tongue because, yeah. you know, he's, he's in your mind, he's your, in your heart. So, so all the time you will keep mentioning him. So this is this is the uh, you know this is the state mm. of affairs that the the promised Messiah some and, and he has mentioned uh, I mentioned the first part that uh, you know you get attracted to the beauty which is which you can see through the things which he has created mm. and it's not limited to this world it's the whole galaxies is the you know if you look up into the heavens yeah, and you you see with the uh, with the telescope mm. uh, you, you you don't need even the telescope you just see the stars and you okay. you can appreciate the beauty and uh, and then if you go into details as i said you can go uh, go into the details of the biology of the body human body or the animal mm. body but you can also go into the galaxies the making of stars and 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 also the promised messiah on whom bpc has mentioned that a human body is like resembles the whole universe it is a small universe which has been within created yourself, within yeah. you so it's it's very uh, and that is a beauty as well in itself but i wanted to mention the second point mm. that uh, the benevolence and when um, i mentioned about salat that's the very first thing that uh, and that is there there was a question the other day which was asked to uh, to our uh, caliph uh, our beloved imam hazrat uh, mirza masoor ahmed who is on on a tour in in usa and i think it mm. was in um, in Dallas, uh, uh, in a class, he was asked a, a question that, you know, um, what about Sufism? Mm. You know, people go and, and we're talking about innovations mm. again. And and he said that they, it never existed at the time of the Holy Prophet. And we are the ones who, who have to follow the practice of the Holy Prophet because mm-hmm. that is what has been, uh, in, uh, we have been told that that is the best example you have to follow. Mm. You, you can follow. So we, we just follow him, what he did. Mm. You know, if she said that it was a compulsory for remembrance of God Almighty, you have to say five times prayers. Mm. Uh, you have to get up at night to su- uh, to to say tahajjud prayers, yeah. and then you also remember him any time because all the prayers you do, you know, uh, and 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 in the in the in the Holy Quran, um, I, I just remember one verse that uh, it comes in the Holy Quran, where Allah the Almighty says that uh, uh, that when you uh, you know there there are people who um, who remember God. But then there are uh, there there are people who who remember uh, to pray to him that oh Allah give us from this world, but they forget about this the next world. Hmm. 
But then there are other people who say that Rabbana atana fit dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina azab an-nar that they ask for, for both words. So, mm. so the Holy Quran says that, uh, you know, this is one way of remembering God is to to pray to him. You know, we say Rabbana, O oh, oh our God, you know, O oh our Lord. So when you keep praying to him, then this is this is one way of remembering him. And that is the way that has been taught by the Holy Prophet. May mm. peace and blessings of Allah be upon yeah. him. That, uh, uh, you know, when you are, uh, you know, particularly when you are going around um, in, in um, around the Kaaba, this is uh, this is a instruction from the Holy Prophet, may peace you, and that's the, one of the best prayers mm. you can you can say because you are remembering Allah there the, uh, anyway. But uh, another factor which is uh, or oh, is so huge a topic that you know you, I mm. keep diverting from one place to another. But I, I think I wanted to mention about the prayers that when you start the uh, Surah uh, chapter Fatiha, Fatiha, mm. and you have mentioned two two uh, attributes, attributes of God, God Almighty and then it comes to the four attributes of God Almighty mm, yeah. and that you say Alhamdulillah all praise belongs to Allah mm. obviously this is a remembrance of Allah you are remembering mm. Allah they're all praise to him why we are uh, saying that praise to him because of these four things he is mm. Rabbil Alameen mm. okay that he is the Lord of all the worlds he has created everything he sustains everything he provides for everything <coughs> to carry on it's just not that he has made and left it. Second, he's Rahman. That he gives you without you making any effort. You know, he, he he's already knows what you need and he has provided it to you. Like like a mother, I said earlier. Yeah, that a mother knows what the child needs and he has already uh, brought some ice cream that he is going to need it in the, when he comes back <laughs> from school. Yeah. So he's already provided you with that. And then the, um, uh, the, the third thing is that he's Rahim. That he he does not let your efforts fail and and uh, you know uh, that rewards you, you isn't he it? makes sure yeah. that you are rewarded for whatever mm. you make make an effort and he d- he does not um, discriminate between somebody who believes him or he does not Most believe not in him yeah. anybody who makes an effort he gives a reward for that yeah okay and and the third thing which is a very reassuring thing at the same time while it is a warning for some people as well mm. he's a Maliki Yomidin the fourth thing for, uh, yeah. yeah for a wrongdoer. You know, it is a warning. Hmm. He's a master. He's, he's hmm. going to grab you. Yeah. Uh, How would accountable uh, those people? Whereas, uh, yeah, you are, you are going to be accountable. Hmm. And and for the person who is a, uh, you know, who is a pious person, who is a, is a is a good person, you know, it is a reassurance. He says, okay, you know, I'm doing good. I did not get a reward in this world hmm. because nobody noticed that I did something or I, I, I did something in hiding, something which was, uh, you know, people are not aware of that. Hmm. But he's, he's assured that Allah is watching me. Allah he's he's going to reward me. So these attributes are related to the benevolence of God Almighty, all of these. So when you think and and and, and, and there is no limit of when you start thinking about this, uh, these uh, attributes of God Almighty, and all the other attributes, actually, they come under the. These are these are called the Ummu Sifat. That's the mm-hmm. mother of all the attributes. That they all the other attributes come out of these. Um, so, if you start pondering over it and think one by one, one by one, and then uh, you know there is no limit that you will you will fall in love with Him, because you think that oh God Almighty created my eyes, you know, which, and and I can see. Um, God Almighty created, you know, like it, it comes to the same example that somebody uh, had this sweet meat, this laddu. Mm. Yeah. 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 He just put it into his mouth and ate it. He said, oh, yeah. you, you don't know how to eat laddu. <laughs> 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 okay, so tell me how I ought to eat. 
And then he said, okay, I will, I will eat this. So he t- took a portion, took it in hand, and mm. started counting. Okay, there was some farmer who plowed the fields, and he created a sh- sugar cane for me. Then there was, a, you know, the, the, he, uh, somebody who had uh, cows, and he, he looked after it mm. to get some milk out of it, and then I got some butter out of it. So he went through one ingredient, another ingredient, and thousands of people who are in, in, involved in that chain. And at the end, he said, just because... Uh, you know, Allah wanted me, he named to himself, have, yeah. the me to eat this meat, <laughs> this sweet meat. <laughs> sweet this yeah. sweet so, so that's the way when you, thi- when you think <coughs> and you remember. And uh, so everything, when you start thinking and you go ultimately that uh, it is God Almighty who has given you so many things, you know, you can't count. And that is why, that is what will give you a positive attitude as well in this mm. life. When we say that it is, it will have an effect on the society as a whole, the thing is that it gives you a positive attitude and takes you away from the negative attitude. You are not disappointed. You are mm. not, uh, you, uh, you know, you, you, you don't go into depression because you are positive that I've got one God. Mm. Okay? So when somebody dies, it's a great uh, loss. And you are in a shock. But what you say, inna lillahi wa inna ilahi rajiun, that, uh, you know, we are all for God. Allah has created us and mm-hmm. we are going to return to him. Yeah. So when you say that, that is a satisfaction. That is a, uh, whereas those, Contentment, who, uh, isn't it? Yeah. those who do not believe, they, they don't have that, uh, you know, uh, uh, sort of uh, that opportunity. Mentality or of the that mentality opportunity, no, yeah. Uh, no cons- console uh, for them because uh, uh, they have nothing. And yeah. I've seen people who fall into very, very severe depression and for ages they uh, they continue into it because they can't bear that loss but one who knows that he has a god and who's a loving god and who has got who's given you so many things okay not because you uh, deserve it or you uh, you can claim that you know i did such such and such thing that is why mm. i've been rewarded it's just because out of his benevolence he gives you so many things so you start thinking and you start thanking god almighty mm. and then uh, this, this is what is remembering and, and this remembrance is not limited to prayers yes of course in prayers there is a channelized organized way that you you come to that point where you know you you're you're trying to remember god but then when you come out of prayers mm. they're like in in surah juma chapter juma god almighty says that waiza quziyati salatu fantashiru fil arzi waqtahu min fadlillah wazkurullaha kaseeran laallakum tuflihun and then this is after prayers yeah. after you've said your prayers then remember allah you know the in most, abundance yeah. because that is what will give, bring you success yeah absolutely absolutely yeah, as, as you were mentioning about the, the you know depression and everything <coughs> you know we, we read the verse in the holy quran la waliyul ladina amanu yukhrijum min az-zulumati ilan nur those you know allah Ta'ala is is friend of those people who believe who mm. basically remember him who love him and what happens he bring those people out of the darkness into the light you know i love yeah. this verse mm. allah taala is the one the god is one who can bring out you you know to take you out from the darkness any kind of darkness you are away from him you are in depression you are you know uh, living a life which you think you know it's not right for you it is god who will bring out you know to take you out from all those difficulties and uh, the day we understand you know this verse that we have to remember god we have to act upon according to the teaching of uh, god almighty and we have to love him then the day you know he will take out uh, take take us out from the darkness some people are living in some people are struggling in so mm. that's who should you know uh, it's it's very vital that we remember god almighty uh, in every day in every moment and so we can you know it's good that you mentioned that as well because it's 
it's not just at times of difficulty where you know where where, where you remember God. Sometimes yeah, you know people just come when they have some sort of when they when they're faced with any sort of difficulty. But even at times of ease, mm. you know, when they don't have any difficulty, you should re- you should remember God uh, as well. Uh, and this actually, you know, very beautifully comes on uh, with the discussion that we're going to have mm. with our next uh, guest, Sumera Chaudhary, who is a regional pr- uh, president uh, in uh, in uh, in Germany. Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you, and welcome to the show. Zakallah, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. Now, remembering God and Praying, uh, praying to Him is is key to reduce any sort of uh, suffering that one may be facing. From a from a logical perspective, how is it that prayer and just remembering God can can change a person's circumstances when when they're you know when they're going uh, when they or when they're facing these uh, troublesome times? Jazakumullah for uh, this opportunity. Um, so when one is suffering, um, it makes one think and feel negatively. And that has a, a big um, role in, in how we think. Hmm. Uh, but when we rely on somebody and we know that someone is there for us who will make the situation better, then our mindset becomes a little more positive. We're a little bit more relaxed. And we feel that we have somebody for us. And so therefore, we leave all those problems upon that uh, that being. So when we um, pray to Allah Ta'ala, when we pray to God, um, we feel a sense of peace that somebody is there for us. Another thing is that when we think negatively, we cannot think rationally. Only when we think positively can we uh, sort things out or we can uh, think uh, positively and we can think um, think well. So, for instance, God helps us in many different ways, like putting ideas in our minds on how to solve any kind of problem or, or anything. So, therefore, it is essential for us to remember Allah, to remember God when we are suffering and also in the good times as well. Um, I can give an example. Um, for instance, there's this uh, one uh, German man that um, works with my husband and he's an atheist mm. and uh, he gets migraines uh, really sharp migraines and can't even come to work for three days when he gets those Mm. and he has a lot of anger in him and my husband told him you should pray for yourself and because he's an atheist obviously he does not pray so at first he resisted these um these ideas and he eventually um when he saw that the tips that his psychiatrist had given him um for example drinking water and breathing exercises and etc he decided to give praying a try and one day he actually did it and the next day he came to work so happy and shared with my husband that he never felt so good after doing other things like those other psychological exercises as he did with praying. So it truly gives us uh, a very positive uh, mindset, a very positive feeling in our hearts and a contentment uh, when we pray to the, uh, to God Almighty. Absolutely. Um talking about something uh you know which especially women have to have to go through as well they have a very difficult task of of uh, raising children and for for muslim women of you know raising the children to not just believe in god but also have that connection with god so that they can love god now how can parents um explain to their children or or show their children the importance of uh, of zikr allah remembrance of god in, you know into their daily routines and their daily life so children imitate everything 
they absorb the atmosphere around them. When we ourselves pray and remember God, uh, when we pray to Him, mention Him continuously, follow the teachings of the Quran in front of our children, then that is what they learn. It becomes a second instinct to them. So therefore, it's our responsibility as parents to do these things in order for our children to do it as well, or else how can we expect our children to remember God when we ourselves don't for, uh, don't remember Him? And mm. it is obligatory upon parents to pray for their children as well, to become such people who remember God. Um, it's important for us parents to instill faith in our children. And we can do this by sharing faith-inspiring incidents, but we must do this with love, not with scolding. We can't force our children, mm. force this instinct in them. We have to do it with, with love. And then they have to experience this themselves as well. Yeah. So, you know, um, when we when we pray for something and we see that that prayer was answered, we we become so surprised that oh my God, this this prayer was answered uh, of, of mine, and that is when we see God, when we see that the prayers are answered. So that experience, the kids have, the children have to experience as as well in order to to experience God. And this way, their faith will increase as well. Absolutely. Um, can you can you share some methods for you know for being able to concentrate uh, during prayer and and remembering God? So um, I've heard this many times um, where we because we recite Surah Al-Fatiha uh, in in prayers, and um, the when the verse comes wa which uh, means thee alone do we worship and thee alone do we beseech for help um when we are praying and when our attention strays away we should um we should really pray this this uh this imploration of help from allah from god that that um you know our concentration in this prayer only god can help us in that for instance, when we go meet a very important person, we do so much preparation before we go meet this person. And, um, you know, we, we wear nice clothes, we, we clean ourselves, we clean our, clean our mind, we, we really prepare what are we going to say here. Mm. And, you know, th- that's the, the same kind of thing is we should prepare to offer our prayers. We shouldn't just, you know, hurriedly go and pray and just think that, okay, we fulfilled our rights to, to God. That's not, uh, I mean, God doesn't need our prayers. We need God. We, we need God. We need to pray to him for exactly. our own uh, psychological well-being, for our own um, matters in life. So when we, when we want that, we should prepare ourselves according to that. Uh, even when we, for instance, if we, um, you know, build a house, we, we first go through so many things, we choose so many things that, you know, we want this, we want this, we want this in our house. But that only comes with preparation. You can't just simply go and start building a home. You have to prepare for that. So it's the same thing with prayers. You you really have to prepare yourself. Definitely. Some uh, some sound advice there. Um is 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 said that righteousness emanates from uh, from from remembering God and the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him has said that he has said that God Almighty has said that when a when a servant of mine remembers me in his heart I do remember him in my heart as well now can a person who's committed you know so many sins become righteous through through remembrance of God so any person can be shown the right path 
if someone has committed sins but does uh, ask seeks for true forgiveness and vows to never commit that sin and has hatred for that sin not for not for a person or uh, for anything else but but hatred to that deed then of course Allah is God is the most gracious the most merciful hmm. he indeed forgives and guides whom he pleases but if someone just remembers God but keeps committing those sins then that remembrance of God is useless um, you know when a, a person commits that sin uh, they don't think oh God is watching me at this time right they just fulfill that desire and commit that sin and once they commit that sin it's important for them to realize that they've committed a sin and should begin to hate this deed hmm. and it is only through istighfar and increase of hatred of that deed that we can become closer to God um, for instance if if we commit a sin and and we really realize that this is something that we did wrong we would probably recite istighfar over a thousand times but the next time we think about that sin to commit that mm-hmm. sin we will probably say we don't want to do istighfar a thousand times so you know just don't do it so you know i, I feel like um anytime we miss prayers that's when when the satan really keeps a hold of us and and really uh you know guides us to the wrong path so it's important that we um you know through zikri lahi we uh, then then only then can we um follow the right path and um we must pledge to allah ta- to to god that even if our life is lost we will not be disloyal to god we should realize how many times are we disloyal to god in a day and when we examine that we will probably find so many times and we should realize these disloyalties and work on them and then then we should realize who is one person that we can follow that can bring us closer to god and that is uh, the holy prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam if we follow his sunnah then we are on the right path and hmm. um uh, uh, after that is khilafat so when we if we want to see the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam on this earth then we should look at khilafat and when we follow our khalifa then we are guided towards the right path and uh you know we even when we look at the programs that that happen in in the presence of of our khalifa hmm. um the non ahmadi guests they even they realize that there's something special about this person when they listen to him they um they say that our mentality becomes righteous or our um we feel a nearness to god we feel a, a spirituality hmm. so we are very lucky to have this khilafat with us and we must hold fast to the rope of of khilafat because that leads us to god absolutely absolutely some uh, some sound uh, advice there and uh, hopefully i'm sure that the listeners benefited from uh, from the Azor Samara Chaudhry from Germany thank you so much for for joining us this afternoon and speaking to thank us thank you very much thank you very much welcome so formally speaking if we are talking about you know the types of zikr mm. remembrance of god uh, we mentioned about salat that we mm. see the formal prayer and that's the best form of remembrance of allah that you concentrate and the words you have been taught to read in this in the quran uh, that is what the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him so those are the words which are already accepted by god almighty as prayers hmm. so if you remember god through them then your prayers are more likely to be 
um, to be accepted. And uh, <coughs> after that, there is also, you know, you recite the Holy Quran in, in, the, in your prayers as well. Mm. If you're able to understand the Holy Quran you are reading in, the, uh, in, in your prayers, and even outside when you, you, you come out of namaz and then you s- recite the Holy Quran, and you ponder upon it and you see that how carefully God Almighty has gone into the minute details to make you understand what he wants he wants the best for you mm-hmm. and that is why he has guided you that you know you do this you do this and you do the do that mm-hmm. and even to the to the minute details and it's is uh, you know the philosophy which has been explained by the holy founder of the Ahmadiyya muslim community Ahmad uh, in his book the philosophy of the teaching of islam he, he he says that you know the the beauty about uh, the, the holy quran is that it addresses it takes you from the very beginning, from from somebody who is, uh, you know, um, from in a forest, living in a in, in a jungle, and he uh, has no morals, no morality, is just like an animal, and he takes you from there. And he tells he tells you that you know, eat this, don't eat this. Uh, you know, um, where you you yeah, you know cover yourself. Cover yourself. Uh, you know, very very basic things. Basic. And they should enter your home from the door and not from the back door. Okay. Mm. You know, very simple things. And sometimes you think, you know, what is this? But mm. but, but it <laughs> takes you from there, and then it takes you to the spiritual heights. Tells you the morality. The you know these are the moral things that you should. You know, because you know sometimes you strangely you say that he says, don't don't marry your mothers. Okay, and and you look at it. Is why is this? You know, why is this commandment given? You know, it is because people did that, mm. and 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 God Almighty has commanded that. You know, don't do this. These are there are certain rules, rules and regulations of society. If you follow that, then you you won't have accidents. Otherwise, you know, if you don't follow the rules, mm. you are very likely to have accidents in the society, and you will not flourish. So, recitation of the Holy Quran is another thing. When you know. Uh, you when you start understanding you really enjoy it and that creates love of God Almighty and that is why we see that the, many a times the Holy Prophet may peace be upon him and, and also the promised Messiah on whom be peace he, he asked somebody you know um, who he, he came to know that he recites in a very good melodious voice he mm. recites the Holy Quran he would listen to it and and sometimes you would see that the the tears would be flowing out of his eyes when he uh, he heard those uh, verses of the holy quran so recitation of the holy quran is uh, one another thing which the way you can remember god then as as we um, have been mentioning that you you know you mention god almighty in whatever way like you know the common terminology i think and sometimes it is uh, 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 it becomes a, a joke as well because people use wrongly like mashallah and inshallah and you know these these things are commonly used terms but children who don't understand the meaning might mm. use sometimes uh, wrongly where they have to say subhanallah <laughs> they will say mashallah or uh, you know allah <laughs> <laughs> so 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 once you understand that one way because it we have learned that from the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah mm. be upon him because he would mention he would find any excuse to mention god almighty to mm. the extent that when he went to the toilet he prayed to God that, oh, you know, oh God, you know, uh, take, take away, away the germs or, yeah. the, from the, you know, to be protected. Protected, yeah. So that is the extent. And, and, and it should not be limited to yourself. Uh, although there is a hadith, you know, this is a tradition of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He says that, and he mentioned that there are certain people who would have uh, uh, the, the fire of, the hellfire would be, haram on them that will be forbidden on them mm. 
and one of the person he has mentioned is the one who is on his own and he is remembers god and the tears flow out of his eyes yeah. hmm. so these are one uh, so the fire hellfire is forbidden for forbidden him forbidden for that so, person uh, and and here also i, I remember that uh, you know the incidents of uh, prophet moses that when he he mm, prophet, yeah. he, he for, forbade somebody who was sitting on his own mm. he was a shepherd and he was saying oh god if you come near me i will i will wash you up i'll brush your uh, hair i'll brush your yes. hair <laughs> take away the the lice mm. uh, you know yeah. and when moses uh, the prophet moses uh, on whom be peace you know he, he he said obviously he was saying he was talking about god this is the way to mm. talk about god and he said what are you what are you saying you know mm. he, <laughs> and uh, and then he got the revelation from god almighty that you know uh, and god almighty said who are you to come in between me and mm. my servant servant you know let him remember yeah, me the way he wants the way he wants the way yeah. his understanding He's comfortable of comfortable and yeah. i i was enjoying it i was uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so this is this is the way that you know this is your relationship with god almighty which shows that you have that love of god mm. now there obviously you know there's so many different ways in which we can uh, remember god as well let's let, let's speak to our next guest who's on the line with us uh, rida ahmed who is uh, a wife of a missionary Uh, Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you and welcome to the show. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah, jazakallah. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, wh- what is the significance of uh, of glorifying God Almighty before laying out one's requests uh, for prayers to, to, to Him? Yes, so uh, essentially when we say glorifying God Almighty, we're, we're talking about Um, acknowledging his attributes. So this kind of helps us to develop a deeper connection with Allah. Um, we can kind of understand him better when we are acknowledging his attributes and that creates more value in our prayers. So, uh, for example, if we think in this world, when we approach our parents or even our teachers or our, our boss in our, at our job, um, you don't go to them, like immediately make a request or demand something um, whether it's before or after the request you always kind of acknowledge that them and like respectfully approach them and uh, appreciate them first uh, and these are just human beings so for God Almighty the highest being uh, in this world um, it's important that we acknowledge his attributes for first so that we can understand them and the truth is that uh, you can only really value something Uh, when you understand it on a deeper level. So it's important to, uh, you know, get to know Allah first. And, uh, for example, if you're asking God Almighty um, to forgive you, for example, let's say in a prayer, uh, instead of just saying, oh, God Almighty, I have sinned, please forgive me, isn't it so much more powerful if you say, um, God Almighty, you are the most merciful being and you love to show mercy to your servants, please forgive me for my sins. Mm-hmm. So it's just a very small difference. But this is a way we can understand Allah on a deeper level and create a bigger bond with Him and a, a, a deeper connection. True. You know, in the remembrance of God in the book, it states that zikr sharpens the intellect. So that a person who remembers Allah discovers such varieties, uh, even that person is left amazed. Can you elaborate, uh, you know, how a person gains intellect through zikr, through remembrance of Allah? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the best way I feel like I could describe this is um, if we look at our world currently, mm-hmm. um, we're using things to enhance our knowledge. So, for example, uh, we use microscopes and telescopes to enhance our eyesight. 
so that we can gain more knowledge that way. So similarly, religion and revelation enhances our mind as well. True. Uh, and the prime example of this was the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So his his prophecies are being fulfilled to this day uh, against all odds. Uh, all the events that he prophesies um, are coming to pass word for word and letter for letter, and they still are coming to pass. Um, so this shows us that if we adopt righteousness, um, which also is mentioned in the book, that Allah will open the truth to us. Um, the, the prophets are such a great example of this because they did not attend any uh, prestigious universities or they didn't have that kind of worldly knowledge, but God did give them that worldly knowledge through, uh, um, through revelation and religion. And uh, they were just given this amazing knowledge and insight that other leaders of the world did not get. So in this day and age, we live in the age of information as well. So, you know, one day we were told that the keto diet is the best diet. And then mm. another day we're told the keto diet. And then we're told <clears throat> do not eat vegetables, do not eat too much meat. So uh, it's the truth in this world is always changing. But the word of God uh, Almighty is ultimately going to always stand the test of time. It's always going to be the truth. So why not turn to our Creator for, uh, you know, the ultimate knowledge? Yeah, true. So, you know, uh, what uh, can a person do when they're struggling to offer voluntarily prayers or, you know, to, to remember Allah the Almighty? We know sometimes it's very difficult to offer even for some someone to offer five daily prayers in routine. So what do you suggest uh, for those persons who are struggling to offer voluntary prayers or, you know, to remember God Almighty? Yes, so... Um, definitely a, a five daily prayers are a challenge in themselves and uh, offering voluntary prayers on top of that can also become difficult um, I think the best thing you can do is to pray uh, to ask God Almighty to the promised Messiah teaches us this as well that um, and Hazur recently mentioned in his sermons too that you have to turn to God Almighty and ask him to increase your um, willingness to pray and he will help you in that way uh, so that's number one is to always pray mm-hmm. uh, to God Almighty <clears throat> to help better. sometimes we're praying but we don't have the proper attention so we need to ask God Almighty to give us that attention give us the drive to pray uh, give us the motivation and to make our prayers meaningful um, and then on top of that uh, what's something you do when you need to re- remember to do something you always set reminders for yourself so what's a, uh, it's important to schedule these things into your day as well. Obviously, the five daily prayers are at you know their set times, but for your voluntary prayers, you can think throughout your day what's a, what a good time you have to pray is. And then you can set a reminder on your phone or leave a sticky note for yourself, anything that will help you remember. And schedule it in a time you know you will be available. So instead of putting a reminder on your phone when you are busy or you're at work or you're and you won't be able to do those voluntary prayers, mm-hmm. then you will just ignore that reminder. So I think a good tip is to set reminders on your phone, which we are looking at all the time anyways, and think of a time where you are available in the day and you know schedule that into your day, and it will really help you. And then, of course, with, with prayers that Allah increases the, um, the, meaning, the meaning in your prayer, that will also help you in having uh, meaningful voluntary prayers. Absolutely. You know, we discussed today uh, about the danger of loud group uh, who doing, doing zikrs where people, you know, emotions become high. However, you know, it is encouraged to talk about God and faith and remember him even 
when speaking to others. So how can we, you know, reconcile these two things? Yes, absolutely. Um so I think uh a, a thing that comes to mind is in the Holy Quran, Allah Almighty tells us to invite people to Allah in the best. So this means respectfully and um it's not really becoming of a person to do it in a loud way or in in a way that's not appropriate and uh this uh the whole, the prophet uses the word fi mahalihi in in mm. his book which at the appropriate time and occasion time, yeah. so yes so it's important to just think of that what is you know you kind of have to use your common sense and see if it's the appropriate time and the appropriate occasion to do this even when the promise of sallallahu alaihi wasallam talks about doing tabligh um we are told to do it in a certain way hazur expounds on this as well that there's a specific way you do tabligh you don't go and do it in a loud way or an aggressive way you have to be very respectful and calm and in just in a becoming manner so in this way you kind of have to use your common sense and the way we can reconcile this is just you know uh make just make sure you are doing it respectfully in a calm way in a relaxing way um god almighty shouldn't be talked about in an aggressive way mm-hmm. it should be very calm so so i think you just kind of have to use that common sense and uh evaluate your crowd and just keep your voice uh you know as calm and peaceful yeah zakmullah uh, for joining us today was you know pleasure speaking with you have a lovely evening zakmullah sanza as uh, <clears throat> we were discussing before uh, the caller about the holy quran the station of the holy quran i would mm. like to say something yes i have met many people you know when i used to go for uh, you know to, to for preaching of islam mm. i even have seen some you know muslims who even believe on allah the almighty they believe on holy quran but one thing they don't do they don't you know learn the translation of the holy quran mm. and they don't know what's going on they know only what you know the scholars the so called scholars are mentioning in front of them that they are that's how should be doing their innovations are there they are mm. you know remembering god almighty in a different way so what i've you know encountered they are not reading the holy quran with translation even the, the thing they cannot even you know do it and the only thing that whatever the scholar is saying that's the last word basically you know whatever saying is right and secondly they don't even you know go through the hadith the saying of the holy prophet peace be upon him to find out who the true god is and what is true islam and that's what happens they don't understand god almighty and they don't you know love and understand the beauty of god almighty because they don't learn the holy quran in the way they should be doing it they don't know hadith where the holy prophet peace be upon him has you know did himself that that's how you should be remembering god that's how you should be loving god so it is very fundamental that if we want to remember our god almighty we need to love him first we need to you know know him and we need to search for him and that can be done through the holy quran because that's his book that's where he has mentioned himself that who i am hmm. and how you can come nearer to me how you can find me how you can see the beauty you know there's so many things around us and whenever even i read holy quran i you know even after reading many times i you know come up with something i'm amazed the god almighty has mentioned this that that's how you can you know look at me that's how you know you can see my beauty see the signs signs, signs yes yeah. that i'm i'm there 
and once you know i went to space center in <coughs> leicester mm. uh, in, in in this year like few months back mm. they have given a presentation that how you know astronauts go to the space and uh, what preparations are there how they go there you know i was amazed when they have given the whole presentation that was going on in the world mm. and how they go out of this world and is is you know is i was thinking about god that how great the god is that he has you know created all those things and it's not even possible for anybody else to do it and one example you know i you i gave in my friday sermon i used to give now i have been posted in in office <laughs> that you know look at our uh, you know the, the human beings even though we make there's so many things out of materialistic means the cars are there the mobiles are there but they can only last for a few years 10 years 15 years 20 years but god almighty has you know given us such a body this that we can live up to 100 years the queen you know you know she was nearly lived 100 years 96 years yeah so the creation of god you know it's is perfect and even though we have materialistic means even then the lifespan is very short but there are so many animals there are so many you know human beings there are so many other things they are living from many years and because god has created in such a way that we cannot compete with him and that's how you know we can love god and the day we understand that why we love god the day we start remembering god almighty and when we remember god almighty indeed you know at the end we will get nearness of allah the almighty which is our ultimate goal to coming in this world i think there's one more point which is uh, you know it just came to me is that uh, you know the we we believe in a living god hmm and uh, you know if you if you know that somebody you are calling hmm. is going to answer, answer you back you, yeah and and the allah the almighty again in the holy quran has given you assurances allah says faskuruni azkurkum yeah that you you remember me and i remember you, you. Exactly. and and then he says uduni astajib lakum that um, he doesn't say that i will accept your prayer he says i will reply to you, reply mm-hmm. to you. you know if you pray to me I will I will give you a reply. Yeah. Mm. So he will answer you. So if you know that this person one thing is that he's he's going to respond to me. Mm. Uh, and 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 second he is capable of doing what you require. Mm. You know no matter what your needs are mm. he knows better than you you know and the other day there was a question that you know sometimes you pray and and the prayers are not uh, being accepted, accepted yeah. and huzur uh, hazrat khalifatul masih the the fifth hazrat mirza masur ahmad our, our caliph our beloved imam he, he replied to this uh, child's uh, question and he said that yes this is right sometimes your prayers apparently are not being accepted mm. and this is because allah knows that they are not good for you yeah. so if you keep praying continuously still they are accepted but allah will fulfill them when he thinks this is the best for you mm. and he will do what is the best for you so it goes into your account and and he credits <laughs> it at the right time so uh, allah knows what your needs are mm. so when you are when you will be doing well you when you will be um, going um, you know away or away from god almighty he will make sure that you know you, you come back mm. and that is one of the attribute you know uh, you remember that one of his attribute is his al jabbar mm. al jabbar is basically the reformer mm. who 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 will even forcefully if he has to mm. 
guide you to come to the right path mm -hmm. because you know sometimes uh, you are going on a train and you don't buy a ticket and, uh, and and you think that you can get away with it but you you will be the first person who will be caught mm -hmm. why because Allah cares for you Allah cares for you that you don't do it next time. Hmm. So that's why you are caught. Yeah, and even you, you do something wrong sometimes, and <laughs> suddenly you get so punished. You, are, you, know? uh, yeah. <laughs> you realize that you're doing it. Whereas you will see that there are hundreds <laughs> of people who are doing exactly, that and getting yeah. getting yeah. away with it. Yeah. They are not being caught. Yeah. But why you are being caught is because because Allah cares Allah for you, you and He doesn't reform. want you yeah. to go to, uh, on the, uh, on to that path. path. Yes. Uh, so so this is the reason that for and this is the love of God. Yeah, this is love of God for you. In return for you, if you remember him, he says, Allahu waliyu lazina amanu, that God is friend, friend of those who friend. believe in him. Yukhrejuhum mina zulamata ilan nur. He brings them out of darkness into the light. Yeah. Exactly. And and uh, uh, those who, who have no, you know, who don't know, their, their friends become, the Satans mm. become their friends and yeah. they take them away from the light. And indeed, we have to basically have the color of God, as God said in the Holy Quran, Sibqat Allah, hmm. that we have to acquire hmm. the, you know, the color of God Almighty yeah. to have yeah, same yeah, attribute. One purpose of remembering God is also that when you remember His attributes, yeah. so you hmm. try to be like Him. This is a, you know, ex an example for you, hmm. that if He is Rahman, He is Rahim, in your own capacity, yes. whatever your lim limited capacity is, you also, you are, you know, Emirate God is Rabbil Alamin, yeah. you become for your own home, yes. you become Lord, you are Lord. the provider so you become in the in your own capacity then you you become rahman because True. you you bring uh, you you know what are the needs of the house and you bring mm. those things you know before somebody asks you mm. and then you know somebody uh, does a good job you reward him yeah. and, and but again there is a discipline in the house to maintain that you are the master you are yes. the <laughs> authority somebody has to be the authority Sometimes. so exactly. that is uh, you are trying to follow the god almighty's uh, you know uh, footsteps absolutely yeah. absolutely I mean, this was, you know, a very, very, very interesting uh, show, very in insightful and enlightful at the same time as well. Hopefully, um, you know, what we have spoken about today with our guests as well, uh, shed some light on this, uh, on this very, very important topic, the topic of dhikr lahi the remembrance of, uh, of Allah the Almighty as well. Um, that's our show for today. Uh, today's show was produced by... Uh, by Sarah Malik Zakala, uh, thank you to her and of course in the technical studio Habib thank you to him and of course uh, gentlemen in the studio uh, always a pleasure to, to present with uh, with you until next time Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah